Hello, my name is Trent Reinsmith. I am your host, and this is the February 8th edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. If someone can tell me what's wrong or what's going on with Sean O'Malley, I'd be I'd be curious to know because he is seems to be on a quest to lose whatever fans he has. So last week he was involved with that stupidity where he said he wouldn't get addicted to heroin and he was curious of trying it because and he wouldn't get addicted because of his will or something, but you know, which is an asinine statement to make. What makes the statement even more asinine was that he did so with a his I I'm gonna assume his baby in his lap. So I don't know what his story was there. He denied that Cheeto Vera beat him when clearly Cheeto Vera beat him. And now he is saying that he knocked out uh, Pantoja in sparring. So what he said, and again, I think this is from his podcast. I knocked out Pantoja in the sparring days back at the old lab. Henry Cejudo was there yelling at me saying, pull your punches. I'm 3-0 and as a pro. He's making his UFC debut in shape in camp, and I finished him, O'Malley said. And, you know, the old tale of don't talk about what happens in sparring or in training camp. Yeah, that's one part of this. But again, another part of this is time has passed since then. So maybe you don't run your mouth about shit like this. Maybe there was some stuff going on in camp. Maybe you just keep your mouth shut instead of pushing down to try and make yourself look better. O'Malley has really screwed up uh, since he uh, came into the UFC. He's he got a good push from the from the promotion, but I don't think that is going to carry over. He's said some silly things. He's done some stupid things. He's done whatever he can to to lose fans, and I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's stupidity I don't know if he thinks playing this role is going to benefit him but none of this looks good he just looks like a silly young kid who thinks that running his mouth is going to get him somewhere and what it's going to get him I think is lost fans lost respect and maybe lost uh, opportunities so it's it's not good uh, and, you know, maybe someone take his podcast away from him because he's doing no good with that. He's just not helping himself at all. So we found out a lot about Sean O'Malley, and I would say 95% of it is not good. He's just squandering a lot, and I don't think he understands that, and I don't think the people he surrounds himself understand that either, but none of those folks uh, are helping themselves one bit. If you want to see the difference between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor, do yourself a favor and check out their Instagram um, accounts. Poirier, back in the gym. McGregor, unless he's posting things from a while ago and just catching up on his Instagram, he's just posting stuff, vacation, fishing, uh, some gaudy, ostentatious, terrible watch that is not going to be worth anything because anyone with any kind of style would not buy this. It's just a show-off watch. 
a Ro- and it's a Rolex, which is fine. Rolex is a good watch brand, brand, but it's surrounded by diamonds. The 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 band has diamonds on it, and you know, it's unless you're trying to show your ass, which McGregor obviously is. This is a watch that is not going to retain its value. It's not going to go up in value. It's just too gaudy. Um, so it's a poor investment. It's ugly, and you know, but most. And I'm done talking about his watches now because he's got. You know, terrible, terrible taste. Just awful. Thinks brands are are more important than style. But anyway, uh, yeah, Dustin Poirier, who won, who knocked Conor McGregor out, is already back in the gym working towards his next fight. McGregor, who said that he learned a lesson, who said that he wanted to stay active, is just out here apparently being Conor McGregor, not trying to correct the mistakes, not trying to work on things. It kind of reminds me of uh, what Eugene Behrman said. If you win a fight in in his gym, you get two weeks off. You don't have to take it, but he doesn't want to see you in the gym for two weeks. Celebrate, do what you got to do for those two weeks, and then you come back in and you get at it for the next fight. If you lose, he wants you in that gym or requires you to be in that gym the day you get back from wherever you were. If you're fighting close enough, and you're back on Sunday, and you can be in the gym on Monday, you're there working to correct what you did wrong. McGregor is showing again, showing his ego, showing that he does not take this all that seriously and thinks that he is just going to go in, learn how to defend a calf kick, I guess is, is the what, what he's thinking here, uh, adjust his style so it's not so reliant on boxing, and then he's going to win his next fight because he's Conor McGregor. But he's an older Conor McGregor. He's a slower Conor McGregor. He's a Conor McGregor that people have been training for. And unless he advances, the odds are better that he is going to get beat again, especially if they put him in against someone like Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, who are hungry and want to check Conor McGregor's name off their list of uh, accomplishments. I'm not gathering anything good from, from this from McGregor. If he wanted to show us that he was really interested in getting better, he would show us that he was really interested in getting better. He's not doing that. So what I'm seeing from Conor McGregor is someone who's fighting more for the money than for the love of competition. And when you get there, you end up uh, unconscious many times. So we'll see. Maybe McGregor, you know... I don't know if he needed time off because he was bitching that he took too much time off. So I don't know what he's doing, but he's not um, impressing me. And I would expect anyone with the uh, um, not not biased would, would say the same. Poirier doing what he needs to do to advance. McGregor doing what he needs to do to stay at the same level. So that's why Poirier is the better fighter at this point. Sorry, but that's that's the truth. Because one man wants it. And one man is pretending to want it. I want to close out something that's been bothering me for a while and I haven't had time to talk about it. And now, since not a lot's going on right here, I have time to talk about it. And that is Dana White. Dana White um, is, I guess everyone seems to think that Dana White is their buddy, their pal, their friend. uh, Because they always refer to him as Dana. And this, this bothers me in many ways because... When you have a leader of a sports organization, be it Gary Bettman, um, Roger Goodell, 
the media may ask them questions by their first name, uh, but when they refer to them in print, it is more often than not as their last name, as you should, which is in every style guide. Um, you refer to someone by their by their full name the first time, their last name after that, unless someone in the story has the same name, then that's a different um, story. But no one in the same no one in the MMA stories has the name of Dana White, but yet we see media folks referring to him as Dana said and all this shit. And I think media is guilty of this as fighters are guilty of this, as fans are guilty of this. They portray Dana White as just, you know, this regular dude that's running a billion-dollar industry. But that's marketing, and that's what the UFC wanted to do from the get-go. It wanted to put White out there in front of everybody and be like, he's just a regular guy. He curses, he acts up, he, you know, he's emotional, he tells you what he thinks, he's just a regular guy. But a regular guy is not the front man for a, a billion-dollar organization, multi-billion-dollar organization. So let's cut the shit. Fighters, the Uncle Dana shit is kind of gross. He's not your friend. He's not your pal. He's not your buddy. He's there to rip you off, pay you less than you're worth, exploit you, exploit your pain, exploit the damage that you do to yourself and your opponent's do to you in the cage, and then throw you away, not give you any benefits, not give you the pay you're worth, not give you any respect. And that's the guy you're calling Uncle Dana or Dana? No. He's, he's, he's your exploiter. He's not your buddy. Fans, I know you want to think he's a regular guy, just some dude in an ill-fitting t-shirt, but again, he's not. He's a, 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 a man who's interested in, in himself and what he can gain by taking your money from you as often as he can and as much as he can. And media, again, let's cut that shit out. Dana White, maybe some media, he's your buddy, but he's your buddy because you do what he wants, you say what he wants, you promote him the way he wants. And that makes many MMA media folks a pawn in Dana White's game. They make him makes them an unpaid PR agent. And that's what White expects from the media. He doesn't expect to be criticized. He doesn't expect to be asked questions that don't align with promoting him or the UFC, mostly him. And... If you do that, maybe you are his buddy, but that shouldn't be your goal. You shouldn't be out here palling around with Dana. You should be asking him hard questions and holding him to account, and I don't see that often. And if you do that, well, then maybe you get kicked out of the, uh, out of the inner circle. But the idea that Dana White's anyone's pal, you know, below the corporate level of uh, the ownership group, is not true. Let's cut the shit, cut the fantasy world. Uncle Dana, Dana, all that bullshit. No. He's Dana White, president of the UFC, a billion, multi-billion dollar organization, and doesn't give a shit about you, doesn't give a shit about the fighters, doesn't give a shit about anyone unless they're doing his bidding. And yet, people defend that and respect that. But it's clear as day what he's doing. And yet everyone, well not everyone, but a lot of people buy into it. Dana White's not your pal. He would run over you in a second. We've seen him do it. 
I've seen him do it. So let's uh, let's cut the shit. And uh, with that, I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, everyone stay safe. <laughs>